Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. The African National Congress National uh, Committee, the highest decision-making body between conferences within the ANC has over the weekend and today announced that it has resolved to suspend President Jacob Zuma from the party for his uh, participation in the MK party. Furthermore, they've given him 48 hours to respond uh, as to why he should not be permanently expelled. Does this moment matter at all? Will the ANC 50 years from now look back at this and this would be as significant a moment as, for instance, the Morohoro Conference, for instance, which was a seminal moment in the history of the ANC, or uh, the ANC's elective conference just before the dawn of democracy in South Africa, which was another seminal moment, or the unbanning of the ANC as a political party by the apartheid government. That was a seminal moment. There are various seminal moments moments in the ANC's history and lifetime that we can talk about. Will this moment be a part of it, or is it as insignificant as when the ANC expelled Ace Mahashule? Lieton Toba, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Fantastic. I'm going to jump straight into it, man. Uh, Jacob Zuma expected this. Probably uh, he was surprised, perhaps, that it took so long. Did the ANC NEC play right into his hands? Um, I think it did. And, you know, to answer one of your questions, is this a historic moment? Um, Somewhat, you know, because this is the moment I think uh, we'll all look back and say this is when the weather changed outside of the ANC. Because remember, 10 years ago, it was cold outside the ANC, right? If If you left, you are out in some kind of Antarctic forest. And so now the problem now that arises for the ANC is it's getting a little bit warmer to be outside the ANC. It's a little bit more expected to be outside the ANC. And right now, Jacob Zuma was expecting this. And thus, he preempted a lot of the the information that's coming through now. He kept saying, I'm a member of the ANC. I'm still a disciplined member. But uh, the organization has gone awry. And so this is a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If I say, ah, you know, Oliver has always been skew, and if he ever addresses me, I know he will never really come up to me straight and try to straighten his views. He'll try and challenge me. And this is the challenge he'd already predicted to say, yeah, these people are really just uh, Sir Ramaphosa's puppets. They're not the true ANC. And so they are going to challenge me and try to ostracize me. And this is the outside push and into the warmth that is um, newly coming up outside the ANC. And I think it's going to be a very significant time for the ANC because it was the the center of South African politics and it's slowly not becoming that center. And how they cope with it is going to be very, very interesting in the next couple of months. Yeah. Jacob Zuma said to us, I am not leaving the ANC. I remain and will remain a member of the ANC. I am doing this so that I can fix the ANC because the ANC of Ramaphosa has lost its way, has deviated away from its core principles. I am doing this because I love the ANC, he told us. Uh, (laughs) Now there's no ANC left to love. Uh, Ostensibly, he will be expelled from the party and that will be permanent unless a future NEC uh, of another 
administration resolves that they will uh, give him back his membership of the ANC. That means he can then once again be a part of the party and internally participate in its activities, structures and programs. But up until then, he can't. So whatever he does in MK will no longer be for the love of an ANC that he seemingly can't rescue. There's no umbilical cord between himself and the ANC when the ostensible expulsion does happen. The question then is this. How does Jacob Zuma justify further why he's a part of MK if it is for the love of the ANC that he's doing this? Tough love, he says, when this is a party he can no longer go back to. Um, yeah, and, and Julius Malema was very clear to show us that there's no take-back seats, right? There's no take-back policy from expulsion from the ANC. Literally, there's nothing in the ANC documents that speaks to what happens to a member after they've been expelled, right? And so they, you, there is no way back into the ANC, and he made that very clear. And so if, indeed, Jacob Zuma gets expelled, there will be no way back. But it's also what he needed for his new political career, right? You can't then say, I left the ANC just like that, right? Because we've all heard, we've heard this four or five times before, right? We've heard the same statement. I'm leaving the ANC because I love it and I no longer see the ANC that we need to be. And so I'm leaving the ANC for its own good. It needs me to leave in order for it to to revive itself. I'm going to revive it from the outside, make an EFF, make a an MK, make a PAC, make a COPE from the outside. And then once yeah. we are strong enough, we'll swallow the ANC back up and turn it back to the glory days of Oliver Tambo. So we've heard this all before. And so we need to characterize it in whatever form it needs to take. And I think this is a new form from the four that I've just mentioned, right? The PAC, EFF, um, COPE and UDM. It's, it's a totally different animal because these four have their different characteristics, but their leaders have had to have the same grip over their parties um, in, a, in a very different way. But all of them had to be these strongman leaders for their parties to keep standing. And this one doesn't necessarily need Jacob Zuma as the strongman leader. It puts him in the front as a cult figure, right? Yeah. It allows him some latitude in bringing in some older ANC members and ANC members who are disaffected. And this makes it a very dangerous challenge for the ANC. And he needed the long process that they're doing now, right? If, if they had taken him out with the quick expulsion, he would have been seen from the same hymn book as, as Julius Malema and the EFF. And the ANC would have been much worse off for it, right? The reason why I draw that comparison, even to this day, Whatever Julius Malema says about an ANC member, about the ANC, we take as, as secondhand information of a member who was sick and tired of an organization that was going sour. It seems like he still has people inside the ANC working with him and that support him, right? Even if it's not true, but that's how we view Julius and his information about the ANC. We see him having files about him. That's why everyone keeps saying, right, he has files on ANC. And so you can't afford a second voice like that in the wild if you are the ANC. And so what they're trying to do, what they're trying to mute him and say, but we gave him a chance to put out his grievances through the proper processes and he didn't do it. But... He is going to contend and say, but there are no proper processes. 
there's nothing like that. Once they put you on that disciplinary list, you're already out anyway. Yeah. And so I had to start MK. And so it's going to be very unique in seeing how the MK grows from the cult organization around Jacob Zuma in the KZN and how it starts to shape itself nationally because it's going to need to do that going towards elections. Yeah. Someone asked me earlier, I mean, why did they give him a letter and ask him to respond about why he shouldn't be permanently expelled? Why didn't they just expel him? And my answer was a quick offhand answer, and this is why it matters, is that it has to at minimum be procedural, right? Because you don't want a situation where MK is colossally terrible, uh, a colossal failure at the polls uh, in, 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 in later this year when we go to election. And then J- uh, Jacob Zuma wants to come back to the party a little bit later on. And then they're like, no, you can't come back. You have been expelled. And then he can actually go to court and say, well, you expelled me unprocedurally. He didn't give me a right to reply. You didn't give me a fair hearing. Uh, you didn't put to me any of the allegations upon which you had expelled me. You accused me to be a member of a party I carry no membership for because <laughs> there's no actual proof that Zuma is a member of MK party is not an official actual mm. as far as I can tell a standing leader of that particular party seemingly just as you said a cult-like figurehead um, and on the basis of that a court may overturn at a later stage the expulsion of Jacob Zuma and he can once again be a member of the ANC and then again you know into the next uh, electoral uh, congress of the ANC he can once again lobby for whoever he thinks should be the president of the party then may, that may find favor to him and his political ideals and ambitions but here at least the ANC is doing this procedurally or at least somewhat procedurally as it as it stands Jacob Zuma may well not respond to the letter that has been sent to him may well still want to, after the fact, go to a court and say overturn this expulsion. And his argument may be something we've heard from him before. I was sick, Shame. I couldn't read the letter and I didn't have time to consult with my mm-hmm. lawyers. I couldn't afford my lawyers. They are being unfair to me. What about Ubuntu? In fact, that letter never got to me. I heard about it in the media. I've never actually seen the letter. All sorts of imaginative concoctions that he could come up with. Um, and this is why I am of the view that he won't respond to the ANC's letter. Um, and I think that may well be that the ANC comes out and says to us later this week, well, he didn't ex- respond to my le- our letter, therefore we have expelled him. Do you think that may further embolden Jacob Zuma's case and cause against the ANC, or at least as he frames it, the ANC of Ramaphosa? Of course, it's going to be the, it's going to be the next four weeks of his campaign trail throughout KZN, right? It's it's a, a no two bulls in one crawl. Um, mm. Cyril saw that I was a bull of his age. I, I'm I'm a man in my own right. And so he had to do this with his minions, right? They took the decision there away from the popular uh, eyes of the party. And that's where he gets the crowd as well, right? The old crowd of the ANC. He's going to say, but this wasn't even part of your decision. They don't go to conferences to let you make these decisions. It shows you that the party is no longer the party of the people, of the normal working man. It is now the party of Cyril and his 54 people there when they meet at hotels. And that's why we must leave that party. And so that's going to be the outwardly manifestation of his gripe with the ANC, that there's no justice inside the ANC. I was always going to get out anyway. They wanted me out a long time ago. The problem for me that arises for Jacob Zuma is after the heat of you saying I'm a victim of the ANC's lack of organizational discipline, what else are you going to offer the country? 
Because remember, we can only listen to your victim statement for so long, right? Which, um, unlike everybody else, I think Julius Malema got out of the cycle very quickly, out of the blocks very quickly to then say, leave my victimhood. This is the party I'm doing, and this is what we are going for. Economic freedom is my new name, right? Yeah. It's not a victim of the ANC. But this is the rat that um, te- um, Siwale Kota got stuck in. It's the same rat that uh, uh, General Bantu Holomisa also got stuck in is they were still the victims of the ANC's bad churning of the butter. And so that is going to be very crucial, I think, in a month or two when Jacob Zuma has to really distinguish himself from what he was and who he, whom Sholozi in general was inside the ANC. That yeah. person now has died through the expulsion. And now somebody new has to be born as the cult figure. And what does he build that new character around? Uh, to this, and, and I want you to draw again a comparison to uh, COPE and perhaps another comparison to the EFF. COPE was a force to be reckoned with, right? Um, it, it, it was a seismic movement in the ANC. After its first election, COPE had about 8% of the net national electoral share, which is significant for any party that broke away from it. It's perhaps still the most successful breakaway from the ANC at an instant, less so successful over time. Second most successful, of course, not a breakaway, but an expulsion and therefore a, 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 a external formalization is the EFF. They got away with, they got 6% of the electoral uh, electoral share thereafter and has sustained and grown since, uh, in, on, on the contrary to COPE. MK, I don't think, has the same gravitas and, 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 and perhaps even the same, same momentum as any of those two instances in recent history. Um, is there anything to come? It started out as a little bit of a rumor, and now it's a real thing. They're hosting rallies. Somebody sent me a video this morning of a massive rally of a stadium being half-filled or filled up. And I was like, ah, but if you look carefully at the video, it's a bunch of kids who probably aren't registered voters, right? You can't get excited mm-hmm. because there's an ama piano artist that's performing for the kids, and they filled up a stadium, and you think, wow, this shows the force of MK. Um, yeah, but does MK have a real potential threat to the ANC at all, even if just in KZN? Um, in, in the case at end, it has the potential to threaten the ANC. It's shaking the ground in a way the ANC never thought it would, right? Um, so what it does, when you compare it to these breakaways, you could compare it to that slow burn of the, of the PAC, which promised something the ANC could not, an identity, right? And so um, it, it gives you a, a sense of like, the PAC was pan-Africanist other than what the ANC was, this unitist thing, this general umbrella that we are talking about. And so that's what he's trying to go for with the MK as well. It's that slow burn of saying, we are regaining some kind of patriarchal power. This is our traditional cultural power. And so he starts off with the Zulu base. But now how do you charm the Sutus, the Tswanas, the Pedis and Vendas? And that's the problem. Everybody else is sort of watching him and this show that's happening in the KZN, and it's not bleeding out of that of the province in any significant way. And so it might so the same way um that UDM started, he 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 sort of faces that fate, right? Of where now you ha- you have this provincial thing that emanates from Ganja, right? 
and goes nowhere else except in the in in the Eastern Cape where people still call General Bantuholomisa General, but everyone else don't understand even why he's called General, right? Yeah, it's the same problem. But also the breakaways of the PAC. So after that slow burn that started and didn't really manifest into a fire, you get the the breakaways, the APCs and the whatever. And Temba Godi is, is great in like two towns in Pumalanga and that would get him to the parliament and nobody else, not his wife, not his family, not his friends, just him. And so there's there are a lot of pitfalls along the road of breaking away from the from the uh, um, ANC, one of which is Ace um, and Act have already fallen into the UDM trap, right? Yeah. They can't get out of the free state. They can't even get out of the, the free state into the middle. So out of the poor population in the free state and get into the middle class. That's literally what he's doing now. Ace is going from squatter camp to squatter camp, promising houses when he comes in and he can't do anything towards the middle class in the free state, which is greatly also disenfranchised but he has no message for them. Yeah. And so that's going to be the crucial feature we must judge Jacob Zuma on. Does he have a message outside of Zulu rural KZN? So we've heard some of his messaging. Is Some of his messaging is we must do away with gay rights. Why the hell did we do that thing to begin with? Uh, and that is part of that chauvinistic politics that you had described and fashioned earlier. But it's that right-wing extremist politics that uh, has given some success to parties like the Patriotic Alliance, uh, to an extent Action SA, um, and to a lesser degree of success other extremist fringe parties. It seems to be the kind of messaging that can draw in a very conservative, backward uh, thinking voter base that thinks that, hey, man, perhaps our most important issue is uh, to uh, en masse deport all foreign nationals, persecute them. And, you know, while we had it, uh, reverse uh, same-sex marriage rights. Uh, that seems to be some of the messaging. I'm sure that some South Africans find that attractive. Of course, and in South Africa, I'm I'm very happy if you do that. You make the job of us, um, the political commentators and analysts, very easy. You are now heading towards Reverend Meshwe and his corner, right? We who we know for certain will never be president of South Africa, right? He's just shouting into the void, talking about right-wing things, talking about we don't like this group and we don't like that group and nothing positive in moving the country forward. And leading yourself into that corner in South Africa is very dangerous because South Africans for the greatest, for the greater part are gullible but are not stupid. We understand one great thing is that our unity makes us stronger. If we are if we are shoulder to shoulder with each other, you can't stop South Africans. And that's the one key feature we pride ourselves on. And so if you do want to um, ostracize a, a community and, and think we're going to support you for it, the greater part of the country is not going to support you. You are now going to become that ACDP that keeps shouting into the void, saying things that every even sometimes you as a party disagree with each other other on. And so that side of the political spectrum in South Africa is covered already. If you're going to go and contest there, we are fine. And that's why I'm saying the messaging must go out of that sort of main, we're giving you a culture. Yeah. The same thing with the PAC to say, we're giving you Pan-Africanism. Your message must go out of Pan-Africanism and say, yeah, you're giving me Pan-Africanism, but I'm in a shack. 
You are giving yeah. me Pan-Africanism, but I'm hungry. And so it must go beyond that and say, how do I get rid of your hunger while uniting the country? Which is what every other party that's in the lead is trying to do in their own specific way. They might be failing and succeeding in other ways, but you have to go into that fray in order to contest for the presidency. Yeah. Let's have a listen to some of these WhatsApp voice notes that's come through on our WhatsApp line. Uh, good evening, Oliver and your team. Why ANC, they are suspending Zuma? Why can't they expel Zuma like they did to Dr. Makozi Kosa and other comrades like Julius Malema, hmm? like Isma Khashul? They expel them. Why they don't expel President Jacob Zuma? And uh, you know what? Hey, Zuma is doing very well in MK. Yo, 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 yo. And Oliver, you know what? Zuma is coming to Matosana this week on Thursday. Wow, I'm so excited to see former President Jacob Zuma in Matosana. I know that guy loves people, doesn't have a strong bodyguard like President Ramaphosa, white monopoly capital. I'm proud of Zuma. And you know what? Mkondo <laughs> is doing very well. Is Percy in Matosana? Yeah, Percy will be shocked uh, <laughs> to find out that Zuma has the exact same security detail as President <laughs> Ramaphosa. But yeah, there he is Matosana, poor semi-rural, peri-urban town in dilapidated in in the northwest. Zuma's going there. What could he possibly be saying to the northwest that had previously been? Uh, the home of the political home and base of Supramahima Pilo, who Zuma had strong allegiance from? Um, it is to go back to the homelands, because remember, it, the the bright light that was, you know, Matosana in that area was through the homeland system, right? And he, the, I think he, if he leans into that and he says, no, but in with the homeland system, we used to be better. We used to have our morals because remember they were ruled as a as a moral center of South Africa. You couldn't wear a perm there. You couldn't wear your disco clothes. I remember once there was a decree when it, when it was a homeland that you couldn't in Butatwani you couldn't wear disco clothing. All of these things, right? It had some kind of patriarchal moral center that they could hold on to. And I think he's going to say that dilapidation came as a result of the loss of that moral center. And I think that's the only message that now still resonates with people from the Northwest is how to get the Northwest back to where it was. The the playground of South Africa with, with its Sun City and all of these places that were open to visiting. Right? Yeah, but my do you, my, do you my, genuinely my, do you genuinely think that residents of the northwest will want to hear a preaching of let's go back to the northwest of Mangope where things were like this and like that? Do you think that finds resonance with a voter base today that may well know very little about the politics of Mangope? But a, a few people are open to the idea because you know the biggest problem with, with a failing place right when you're looking at the free state when you're looking at the northwest the way that everything is failing around you and your parents said ah but when mangope was here the, the road wasn't like this we had a shopping center there we had a this there and we had a this there and there was a helicopter for the police right yeah and so you you hear this and you look at your current situation and nobody is formulating a way out of that situation. Not the ANC, not the DA, not the EFF. Nobody who's in the front running is actually formulating how we get you back to the to what your parents are describing, but outside the apartheid system. 
Yeah. And so now, if somebody comes and preaches that in the right way, you might be enticed to do it. Because the biggest problem now in South Africa is these places where the failure and the rot has gotten so deep is that the, 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 they're a plague, right? They're a, yeah. they're a governance plague. None of these these up-and-comers, the Rizum Zanzis, the whatevers, or even the, the old people who are trying to get into national office are willing to touch these places with a 10-foot pole because they know once you get in there, you are going to get into a trap of now throwing money at things that might not need money. And so they yeah. would rather not get into the politics of those places. And so that's where that's places where you still could get votes. And yeah. that's why I think um, Ace Makashule, for the most part, will get into parliament, but not be as significant as he used to be inside the ANC, because there are a lot of disaffected people around the free state. And he's saying the right things to those people, to the point at which those people are ready to vote for him, black and white. Yeah, it was Just, the first time that I've heard white free staters say we miss Ace Mahashule. We know he's our man, and so it's going to be very challenging to talk to the disaffected. And I think that's the place to start. Yeah. Just a last question. Uh, again, again, Cope was a force to be reckoned with because Musiwa Likota didn't go by himself. Him and Mbazi Mashilowa took a bunch of other ANC respected ANC senior ANC members along with them. Julius didn't go along. He took Mbuiseni and 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 uh, Floyd with him and a bunch of other ANC youth leaguers at the time that voluntarily went up and left with him with the plausible exclusion now, of course, as we know, of someone like the Minister of Justice, Ronald Lamula, who equally had that energy and vigor. Who is Zuma going with? Um, It's very tentative now, and people are still very afraid of the of the jaws of the likes of Malula, right? So we saw what he did with Mavusom Simang, for instance, that if you step outside, he'll attack you and berate you in, in, in public because of the smaller Nyala skeletons, right? Yeah. And so I think people are not going to leave immediately, but will leave um, one at a time. And the major figures will leave closer to the election when they know they would be secured tenure if they start campaigning for, for, for the MK around the time of the election. If they leave now, they'll start to lose steam outside of the ANC. Even though it's a little bit warmer outside the ANC, if you're not a huge figure like a Zuma, like a Malema, you will still not make it as far as you think you would. Because look at the likes of Ace Makashule, he's not making it as far as he thought he would because of the temperature that is still not sunny and balmy outside of the ANC. Yep, we're going to have to leave it there, Leah but Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it. I continue to take your reactions to that. Give me a call, 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 614 Let's take a quick break. On the other side of this, we speak to Prof. Mia Swart. Top Sport.